continue talking this morning what I've been preaching for the past couple of a couple of uh, uh, services that I've preached, and uh, I title it "Getting Results." Getting results, and uh, you know, I, I sit down last night and I was really wanting to go uh, 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 to something else, and the Lord would not let me get away from what I'm going to preach this morning, and He just kept me right here. And uh, on the passage of Scripture that I've been kind of using as a, uh, a foundation Scripture that I've been talking about this, and uh, because I'll tell you, there's things in our lives sometimes that, that'll uh, block the blessings from flowing to us. They'll, they'll stop the flow of God to us. And uh, I talked, I, I mentioned two of them. We're going to go back because I haven't done them justice, I don't feel like, to on each thing that was talking about. And it's in Mark chapter 6, verse 1. Mark chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Then Jesus went out from there and came to his own country. And his disciples followed him, and when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this in which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands? And is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon... And are not his sisters here with us? So the Bible says they were offended at him. They were offended at Jesus. Now, I don't know that they all were because there were some of them saying, bragging about his teaching and how powerful it was. And, and they was talking about all the mighty things that he did and the wisdom that he had and the mighty works that he was performing. And, and then there was others that jumped up and said, hold on, we know who he is. Actually, they didn't know who he was. They could only see him from a natural standpoint. They didn't see him from a spiritual standpoint. They didn't see him for who he was, who God sent him, the Son of God, the Savior of the world. And so the Bible says, so they were offended at him. They were offended at Jesus. And uh, it's amazing how they could got offended at Jesus when all, when all the great things he was saying and all the good things he was doing, but yet they were offended at him. And it goes on to say, and when Jesus, then G, but Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now listen to what verse 5 says, because I've heard so many people say this, and you have too, and people say, God can do anything. God can do anything. Y'all believe God can do anything? Well, He can do anything. But the thing about it is, He can only do for you what you allow Him to do and what you believe Him to do. And there are things that block the blessings of God from your life, block the miracles in your life. And he said this, now he could do no mighty work there. He could do no mighty work there. If you look, I looked up the word, the, the, if it punched up in the Greek in my deal and for mighty work and it pulled them both up there, mighty work. And that word's the same word as, as dunamis. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's where we get our word dynamite from. And uh, it's also, it means this, it, it, it means uh, uh, he could no, do no mighty work there, dunamis. He, there was no miraculous power released there. There was a, there was a, a uh, there was a, I got, I'm looking at two different things here, two different definitions of something else. It said Jesus, so J, Jesus wasn't able to release the power there that he had released in other meetings. And it was because they were offended at him. 
And so offense stopped Jesus from being able to do what he wanted to do. Because he wanted to do the same there as he wanted to do anywhere else. And it said, except he laid his few hands, uh, his hands on a few sick people and healed them, maybe runny nose, a little cold, stuff like this. And the Bible says he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went out of the villages in the circuit teaching. Listen, I said this Wednesday night, I said again, if Jesus is going to marvel at you, it needs to be according to your faith, not your unbelief. I'm telling you, but Jesus didn't marvel at their unbelief. And that unbelief stemmed from offense. They were offended at Jesus. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of offense in the world today and a lot of people being offended and such as that. And I'm telling you what it does, offense, you, you need to remember what I'm going to tell you. Offense shuts the door to the supernatural. Offense shuts the door to the supernatural. And Jesus could not do no mighty work there. Why? Because they had shut the door to the supernatural, miraculous power of God working at that particular place where they were. And Jesus told them he was amazed because of their unbelief. And I'm telling you, we need to realize we need to guard. I put, I say it like this. You have to guard yourself. Because if you don't guard yourself, you will open yourself up to something. Because I'm telling you something. There's all kinds of, of things going on in the world, things going on in life that it will, uh, you'll get offended if you're not careful. You have to choose, uh, choose to live an unoffended life because if you don't, you will be offended. I've been through the offense stage. I've been there as a pastor. And I knew I was, I was offended. I was mad. And I'm telling you, it was controlling my life. It was literally controlling my life. And I'm telling you, it was to the point I had to make a decision. Either I'm going to get, I'm going to have to uh, get rid of this offense or quit pastoring. I could not do both because it was eating me up. And uh, I did. You know, I, I uh, actually uh, uh, a pastor friend of mine came and preached for me one time, and and the Lord spoke to me. He said, "If you'll go up there and let him lay his hands upon you, I'll deliver you from that offense." And I tell you what, I did. Man, I got up there, and you know, Elijah, it broke off of me that day. And I, you know, I've I've, I've been tempted to be offended in life, but I'm not offended. I'm not going to be offended. I don't. I, you know, I just, I'm just going to put, put it just like yeah. I don't give a rip what people say or do to me. I'm not going to get offended at them. I might get mad. You said, isn't that the same? No. Getting mad is not the same as being offended. That's right. Be angry and sin not. It's not the same. The thing about it is, you can get mad at somebody, but you don't, can't take on an offense because that offense shuts the door to the supernatural. I knew the door to my blessings was shut. I knew I had plugged the pipe. I knew it. I knew my prayers wouldn't get no higher than my nose. I knew it. But yet I stayed that way by choice. By choice. Listen to me. Forgiveness is a choice that every single person has to make. And so I've been there, done that, and not going back down that road again in Jesus' name. Look, if you will, to Matthew. Matthew chapter 18. Now, this is very important because I'm telling you... Uh, no, let's don't go to Matthew 18. Let's go to Matthew 6. I read this Wednesday night. I'm going to read it again. Matthew 6 ahead of myself. And I think, let's see, I think I'm going to uh, do it in the uh, Amplified, Teresa. And I'm going to start with verse 9. Verse 9 in the Amplified. 
Now, we all, we've heard this, and many of you heard me talk this uh, Wednesday night, and, and, uh, but everybody says this is the Lord's Prayer, and I know people say this is the Lord's Prayer. Actually, He told us how to pray. He told us how to pray. And so, He said this in verse 9, and the Amplified says, Therefore, pray therefore like this, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed, kept holy, be your name. He says, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth, as it is in heaven. Did you know God wants what's going on in heaven to be on earth? Listen, God's will on earth is what He has in heaven going on. And sometimes we got, we got, we got to find out, is there any, uh, poverty in heaven? No. Is there any sickness in heaven? No. Is there any, uh, division in heaven? No. There's nothing like that. He said, I want that same atmosphere right here on the planet earth. He said, you're to pray and we're to pray that way. We're to say, God, I think that your will is being done in my life and my family as it, it, on earth as it is in heaven. And we need to pray that way. And then he goes on to say, give us this day our daily bread. You're to, you're to pray for your needs to be met. And notice what it says in verse 12, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven, left, remitted, and let go of the debts and have given up resentment against our debtors. And given up resentment against our debtors. Listen, Jesus wants... Here's here, Can I just tell you this? Jesus wants your prayers answered. Amen. He wants your prayers answered. He wants to answer your prayers. And he said, you need to forgive our debts. Well, debts is something owed to you. And I'm telling you some. sometimes we, we hold on to some things we are to be letting go of. And in verse 13 it says, And lead, bring us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And notice what he said in verse 14, For if you forgive people their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, leaving them, letting them go, and giving up resentment, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, their reckless and willful uh, sins, leaving them, letting them go, and giving up resentment, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. It's amazing how our being forgiven is in direct, uh, uh, in direct light of how we forgive others. Amen? I've often thought this. I said, you know, I'm not perfect. Close, not perfect. I mess up every now and then. I have to say, forgive me. Anybody ever have to do that? Don't raise your hands. Don't point at nobody. Huh? And sometimes I have to say, God, forgive me. Now, I want to know that forgiveness is is, is working. I want to know that when I say, God, forgive me, that I'm forgiven. And the only way I can know that is if my heart's right towards everybody else. Am I right? Are we reading the Scriptures? It says it again in Mark chapter 11, starting at verse 22, verse 25 says the same thing, and when you stand praying, forgive. So we understand that there is a, a way that the devil tries to move subtly into people's lives to get them to uh, uh, get upset and mad. Listen, we're living in a, a, an angry world, and it's not going to get any better before Jesus comes back. I'm telling you, I was a... Uh, I, I, I encourage you to read a book called uh, Signs We Will See Right Before Jesus Comes Back uh, by Rick Renner. And I, I was reading in it last night, reading some of the deals. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, uh, about persecution and, 
and such as that coming, and Jesus said right before he comes, it's going to be tremendous persecution and prosecution coming upon believers and Christians. Uh, and there, you know, we, we think we're here in the United States of America and, uh, we're, we're, we don't see a lot of what other people in these other countries see. There's a lot of, uh, persecution and stuff in these other countries. I mean, I get a book, uh, every month called, uh, uh, Martyrs, A Voice of Martyrs. And I read them in these other countries. There's a lot of people uh, having their heads cut off for Jesus because they won't deny him. They're being in prison. They're being beaten. They're being raped. There's all kinds of things going on. Families being destroyed uh, because Jesus said it's going to happen. And he talked about how we better be strong in our belief of God. And that, listen, I believe in the raptures taking place. And I believe we're going to see a rapture of the church. And I believe, you know, we don't know what we might see before the rapture takes place. You know, God's going to take us out of all... We're already seeing some stuff. I don't know if you know it or not. There's already things going on. We still live in the, live in the greatest country in, on the planet. Let me tell you that right now. We still, we are to thank God for the United States of America every day. Thank God we live in the greatest country, amen? And our prayers is what's going to keep it going good if we'll keep praying. Anyway... I'm telling you, Jesus said, listen, you got to make sure your heart stays uh, uh, clean with him and with people, with God and man. Amen? And so if we will just keep our, uh, make a decision. Make a decision every day. You know, it probably wouldn't hurt us if we just started the day out saying, I will not be offended. Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing? Say it with me. I will not be offended. If anybody offends you in this church today, just walk off. You said nobody would ever offend me in church, would they? Oh, my God, let me tell you something. Sometimes it's in church that people get most offended. You say, how do you know? Well, listen, trust me. Somebody don't speak to somebody, they get mad. Huh? Somebody didn't do something right. Listen, it, it happens everywhere. I, I've had people come to church and, and, and come to church, see somebody here in this church and come tell me I'll never be back to your church. Why? Because of them. I thought, good Lord, have mercy. You won't come to church because of somebody else in the church because you're mad at. And unless they change, nothing in the world with God's going to work. Nothing. And I'm telling you something, we just, it's kind of like, I heard Copeland saying this the other day. He said, it's kind of like when you're offended and you're mad at somebody, it's kind of like you drinking poison and believing they're going to die. And I'm telling you, that's what offense does. Offense is a killer. And what happens, it, it becomes a, a root of bitterness in people's lives. And once it gets rooted, it starts affecting everything about your life. It'll affect your finances, your family, it'll, and your health. It'll affect everything in you. Uh, uh, offense. Jesus kind of, kind of told him, listen, I, I can't do any mighty works here. It's because you're offended. Listen to me. I want the mighty works. In Luke chapter 17, verse 1, then he said to his disciples, and I guess I already give Teresa time to get there. Then he said to his disciples, it is impossible that no offenses should come. It is impossible that no offenses should come. You say, well, I don't never have the opportunity. Yes, you do. Amen? But woe to him through whom they do come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. 
If he sins against you seven times in a day and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. What? Are you serious, Jesus? Jesus knows that it coming. Right? Jesus had plenty of opportunities to get offended. He just chose not to. Now listen to what the apostles, when he told him, listen, take him to yourselves if your brother sins against you. Rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall what? You shall what? Now notice what the apostle said in verse 5. And the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. We know it's going to take faith to forgive. We're going to have to do some things by faith. Let me tell you why you have to do it by faith. Because if you're trying to operate in forgiveness by your feelings, you're not going to do it. I said, you're not going to do it. You will not do it if you try to forgive based on your feelings. Because devil makes sure you remember everything they've done and everything they've ever said to you. He'll make sure those thoughts are going to be running through your mind and through your head. And I'm telling you, if you're not... And I'm getting ahead of myself, and I'm telling you something else. You cannot live your life with the purpose of getting even or revengeful. You will never forgive. You've got to let things go. And as Christians, we have an obligation to let things... Did you? Let me say this. God holds us to a higher standard. Has somebody ever done something to you and here's what you thought was they know better? They know better than that. They know better than to do that. And I can ask the same question on the other thing. Have you ever done something that you knew better than doing? And you say, I wish I hadn't have done that because that thing works both ways. Says, what does that mean? Listen, there's probably not one person in this church, and I'm not calling that hasn't done something to bring an offense to somebody. I'm, I know I have in some way, form. I can preach. Some people get offended at me just what I preach. And I can't help that. And I'm telling you, Jesus was trying to let us know real quick. He said, "Listen, you're going you're to be, uh, you're going to have an opportunity. I believe on a daily basis to." Uh, to uh, uh, be offended, but but guard yourself, guard your heart. Don't allow the enemy to come in and 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 rob you and steal from you and kill from you. Amen. Go to Matthew chapter eighteen. Matthew eighteen, verse twenty one. Matthew eighteen twenty one. And Jesus was also talking here about people being a. Uh, 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 offended and dealing with people that have offended them and did stuff with them. And in verse 21, listen to what it said. Then Jesus came to Jesus. Then, I mean, Peter came to Jesus and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him. How often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? And he said, up to seven times. Well, Jesus done said if they return seven times, you forgive them. But notice what Jesus said. He said, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Lord, increase our faith. How many times is that? 
490 times in a day? You've been around them too long. You better pull off a little bit. But he said, if it happens, he said, forgive them. To me, it's like we should be getting madder. I mean, if they keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, then we're to say, well, you know, I've done, I'll give you seven, I'll give you that one, I'll give you that one, I'm not going to do that. No, 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 no. But listen, after a while, you have to get to the place where you say, well, you know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, decide right now, I'm not going to live offended life, and I'm not going to allow this thing to bother. Listen, I've, I've told people this all the time. The devil knows how to get under your skin. He knows how to get to you, and, 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 and uh, you know... Kids will tell, well, sometimes the kids will be having issues and people saying stuff to them and saying stuff about them. And I've told them before, I told them this, I said, if you will act like it don't bother you, they will quit doing it. If you'll act like it don't bother you. Listen, some people knows what bothers you. That's why they do it. That's why the devil encourages them to do it. They know it. it this, it, it, I'm a, my, my youngest grandson's here, so I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say, say anything. But my, my, my older grandson, which is Riley, he got a harmonica. And he can play a harmonica. But he'd get in our car and he'd go, and he'd start making up a song. And he'd say, he'd go, he, uh, my, his son say something like, Parker is my brother. And he'd, he'd say crazy stuff. And it'd make Parker so mad. And we'd had right in the car having to deal with this issue. And I told Riley one day, I said, Riley, quit doing that to your brother. And so Riley got on the harmonica. And he goes, his name is Anonymous. <laughs> and Parker started raising Cain. I said, Parker, he didn't say your name. He said, but he was looking at me. <laughs> I said, you know why? Because he knows it bothers you and it makes you mad. If you would have walked up to them and high-fived them and said, come on with it, they would have to find another strategy. The strategy is to get you off course, to get you offended and mad, and the devil knows why. Because the devil don't want God to answer in your prayers. God wants to answer your prayers, and you're going to have to keep yourself right before God. We've got to, you know, people will say stuff to, to you sometimes that actually is a is an encouragement and still make them mad. They said it's the way they're doing it. Huh? I know Stacy, when she was in school, the girls would, 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 for some reason, they would tell her, they said, you're just that little rich kid. We thought, we don't get mad about that. We don't learn about the power of our words. Huh? Say, don't get mad at that. Calling you a little rich kid. Say, glory to God. High five them. Slap them. Say, oh, good glory. Come on, confess it with me. Huh? 
I'm telling you, the devil likes to try to rub you the wrong way. You, of course, in country terms, we, or, or Texas terms, stuff like that, people say he tries to get your goat. Well, go ahead and give him your goat, but keep your peace and keep your attitude right. Amen? Did you know there's nothing worse than to be, be mad and not be able to have control of it? Or offended and you say, I just, I can't, my whole life is geared around thinking about what was done and what was said to me when you just got to let it go. Listen to me. I, I've, I've done things and, and, and said stuff and, or had, had people tell me they would do certain things and, and they didn't do it. And, and anyway, listen, that'll play on your mind and you'll get there thinking about, well, they owe me. They owe me. I told you the story about somebody that, that we, we knew that had a, uh, somebody owed them, uh, well, he, they talked about that person's owed me money for 10 years or 20 years. I don't know how long it was. And we're sitting there and I thought, man, it must be a million dollars or so or something like that. And when it's all said and done, he said it was $10. $10 has kept him in bondage for 20 years. Glory to God. I just learned now if somebody wants, I just give it to them. Because a lot of times when they say they're going to pay you back, it don't normally ever work out that way. Just keep from getting offended. Just act like it was given to them. Thank you for your enthusiasm, somebody. Don't let that smoke come out your ears right now. Come on. Listen, you got to understand it's better to give than to receive. And I'm telling you, God will work everything. Let, let me keep reading before I'm running out of time. Jesus said to them, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with the servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. If you'll look that in the Amplified, it says $10 million. A $10 million debt. And it says, and when he had begun to settle accounts, one brought to him had a $10 million debt. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold and his wife and children and all that he had and that the payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. The Amplified says twenty dollars. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat saying, pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him saying, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Almost sounds exactly what he asked his creditor to do. So when his fellow servant saw what had happened, it goes on to say, have patience, I'll pay you all. And he would not. The Amplified says he was unwilling he was unwilling to do it. Did you know you have to have a willing heart to forgive? Because if you don't have a willing heart to forgive, you won't forgive. He was unwilling. He would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when the fellow, his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the tortures until he should pay all that was due him. So my heavenly Father also will do to you if, if each of you, listen to this, from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. From his heart, not from his head, not from his feelings, 
from his heart. Are y'all hearing me? You can be forgiving and you could have forgiven and you're still going to have to deal with some thoughts. You may still deal with some emotions and some feelings. Are you hearing me? But he says you got to do it from your heart. You just got to allow yourself to say, you know, I, I, I kind of look at it like this. My relationship, listen to me, and you, I'm, I'm saying this on my behalf, but I know you feel the same way. My relationship with Jesus means more than an offense I might take on. I love my Jesus. I love my God. And I want to know when I pray, He's hearing and He's going to answer. Amen? Because I'm telling you something, if, you're, if we're not careful, listen to me. If we're not careful, an offense will completely dominate your thoughts, your mind, your feelings, and everything about it. In fact, you'll even go to pray, and all you can think about is that wrong. You'll go to read the Word of God, and you'll have to fight those feelings of, 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 of unforgiveness and, and bitterness in your heart and your mind, and you'll be sitting there trying to, uh, trying to kick those things out, trying to kick those things out, trying to kick those things out. I know, I, I, uh, I know a, a while back uh, another issue. I'm just saying this because preachers have the same opportunities to get offended and mad as anybody else. Anybody else, you say, you're a pastor, you're, you're not, you're be past that. Listen to me, it, I'm not. And I, I, I made a deal with somebody on a, on a, a, a big deal, did it, and they, they, uh, uh, they, they were supposed to do something in return, and it never did happen. And I'm telling you, every time I got out there to mow my yard, I'm thinking, I'm going to go out here and praise and worship God, and all I could do was, was deal with that. Dealing with that. Just out there mowing, wanting to have a, cause I enjoy mowing and stuff like that. But the thing about it is, I'm, I'm dealing with that situation. I'm dealing with it. And I would cast it down and say, no, I'm, I'm not going to concern myself with this. I'm not going to think about this. I'm, I'm, and fi- finally one day I just said, I, I'm, I'm giving that to you, God. I'm not going to even think about it no more. I don't care if I ever get that money back. I don't care. I do not care. As far as I'm concerned, I just gave it. And when I did that, now I thought about it today for the simple fact of what I'm talking about, but the thing about it, after that, I don't even think about it no more. I haven't got the money. Probably never will get the money, but I don't care. My peace of mind is more important than that few hundred dollars. Are you hearing me? Or whatever the situation may be. He said, if you don't... Uh, forgive from the heart and let it go from your heart. Listen to me. You, oh my goodness. You'll never let it go till you quit talking about it. You'll never get rid of it till you quit talking about it. It cannot be, uh, it cannot be the center of your conversation. It cannot be the center of what the devil's doing in your mind. You have to finally let it go and say, you know, I am not going to. Life's too short. I've got too many things I need answered, uh, too many prayers I need answered. I need too many things from God, and I cannot afford to let this block my blessings in God. I have got to let it go. Listen, I talk to myself. I'd get on to myself. I said, you have got to let it go. Somebody shout, I'm letting it go. I'm telling you, he said he turned them over to the tortures. Let me tell you something. Let me just tell you real quick. When your 
harboring unforgiveness in your heart, you are being tortured. You are being tortured. Can I go to one more passage of Scripture? I know it's a, a little five after 12, but let me go to another passage real quick. In Romans chapter 12, verse 9, I sure wanted to get to this. In the Romans, uh, it says this, verse 9, chapter 12. It says, let love be without hypocrisy. Adhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. Distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you and bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not let, do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Verse 21 says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. And if I look at the top of the deal, it says this is the behavior of a Christian. This is the behavior of a Christian. You know, we've got to make up our mind every day that we're going to live an offended, free life because if you don't, you'll have plenty of opportunities to be offended. Don't allow the devil to rob you of the blessings of God in your life. Verse 21 in Amplified says, Do not let yourself be overcome by evil, but overcome or master evil with good. New Living Translation says, Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. I wrote some of these things down. Because if we're not careful, and I'm just close, if we're not careful, we'll get a, a revengeful attitude. I want to get even. Listen, you never get even. I said you never get even. You have to finally just say, I'm going to let this thing go in Jesus' name. And I, you know, there's a reason God has kept me on this for a few services. Because God loves you and He cares about your life and He don't want you living a miserable life. And offended people are miserable. I'm just telling you that right now. They're miserable. God wants you to have peace. He said if you'll think on those things... Uh, I told you a story. God will forgive me if I'll repent. Over in Philippians. Go to Philippians chapter 4 real quick. Philippians chapter 4.
Finally, brethren, verse 8, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. And the God of peace will be with you. Verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ. You know, you cannot... I wrote this down. I probably said it a while ago. You'll never conquer offense if you're constantly trying to get even. You'll never conquer offense if you're constantly trying to get even. It will not work. It will not work. It will not work. In fact, all you'll do is keep digging your hole deeper in your own life. And you'll keep getting more miserable and more miserable and more miserable. And nothing will help until you decide, I'm going to think on the things that are good, honest, lovely, pure. Those things are good report. And all those things that have power to them. And I'm going to let the peace of God mount garrison around my heart and my mind. Let me say this to you. There's times you might just have to cast that thought down. Now, obviously, there's, obviously people are dealing with some things in their lives, obviously. The thing about it is, when those, when the devil brings things up to your mind, you need to say, I'm going to, I'm going to cast that down. I'm going to cast that down. I'm going to cast it down. Because 2 Corinthians 10, 10 says that, uh, they can become a stronghold in your life if you're not careful. He said you've got to cast them down. It's harder to get rid of a stronghold than it is just a thought coming up here. And when it gets a stronghold, that means it's got a stronghold on you. It can, get, it can be done. It can be cast down. It can be got rid of. But I'm telling you something. You have to, when those thoughts come up, you got, you know, uh, I'll tell you this, that, that situation that I was talking about earlier, you don't know how many times I had to cast it down. I had to cast it down every single day. Every day. It just bugged me. Every day, I cast it down, I cast it down, I cast it down, I cast it down. Every day, I kept casting it down. Every day, I cast it down. Every day. Because you know why I had to cast it down every day? Because the devil kept bringing it up to me every day. Every day, every day, every day, every day. And I just kept casting it down. Cast. And one day, I cast it down, and it didn't get back up. Are y'all hearing me? One day, I cast it down, and it didn't get back up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lift your hands and bless Him. Glory to God. Glory to God. We praise You, Jesus. We bless Your name, Lord Jesus. God, we thank You that whom the Son has set free is free indeed in the name of Jesus. God, we thank You for our liberty in Christ. We thank You for our freedom. God, we're Christians. We're we're held to a higher standard. The love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Ghost. We have the love of God on the inside of us. God, we make a demand upon that love. God, to flow out of us and to pour out of us to the men and women that might have uh, done something wrong or circumstances and situations in our life that, God, we're just going to put under the blood of Jesus and we're going to declare our liberty and our freedom in Christ. Lord, we love you today. We thank you, Father God, that we're not handed over to the tortures. We are handed over to the God of peace. Oh, God, we're going to just let it mount garrison around our hearts and our minds. Put a guard on our hearts and our minds in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for the blood of Jesus that flows over our lives, over our minds, over our bodies, over our spirits. God, that brings cleansing and power into our lives. We love you so much, Jesus.
We love you so much. We're just going to let some things go in Jesus' name because we're not holding people in bondage. We're holding ourselves in bondage. Oh, thank you, Jesus.